today in the Marshall Pruitt Podcast. We have an episode of Catching Up With, our man, the retiring legend, Oliver Gavin, Corvette Racing Team Captain, someone who has been at the center of so much of that team's amazing success over the years. Our good man, Mr. Gavin, calling time on his full-time career. We expect him to still be involved, hopefully in some of the endurance rounds next year. And I'm sure he'll find plenty of other great things to do with the team, but stepping back a bit, and it was perfect opportunity. All thanks to Corvette Racing's Ryan Smith, who organized the call with Ollie to dive into this. What led him? What signals were received that it was time to hang up that helmet being on the road full-time every year for nearly 20 years with the factory Corvette team? Get into a lot of other things, too. Just as you can hear, if you don't know already, pure gold. Mr. Gavin is pure gold, and he has done so much for that team, come to represent so much in the sport for so many of us. This is a, it's a big moment, and happy for him and his wife and kids, but selfishly, I was just hoping he was going to be doing it full-time forever because we are certainly poorer without Oliver Gavin in a Corvette doing amazing, amazing things. So let's get going. Catching up with Ollie Gavin, brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com, and Bell Racing Helmets USA. Mr. Gavin, your initials, OG, have been used for quite some time in reference and in deference to you being one of the OGs of sports car racing. And I was reminded of that fact yet again when looking at my little podcast. I know this is a maybe a weird way to get into your announcement, but I just recently posted my 975th podcast episode and had a thought of, I know Ollie was in there pretty early and took a look. Episode 33, mate. So just saying... Not only were you kind enough to be one of my earliest interviewees doing a uh, My Racing Life and Career episode where we promised to do a part two. So I don't know if we're going to do that today or not, but I just thought about that in a bit of a silly numerical standpoint of you have been part and parcel of so much of what I've done in my career as a reporter in modern times with this stupid little podcast of mine, but I just thought about the context of that where, boy, you have been a a bedrock member of so many people's lives, Uh, Corvette Racing Team in particular. Why don't you share with us the the formations, the the first whispers that were when they started arriving of, hmm, I wonder if it's time to call time on the full-time portion of my career at least. Well, I mean, you know, um, it has been a, an amazing journey that I've had with Corvette Racing and, you know, the, the people that I've been working with, um, you know, whether that was the, the, the first guys I was, I was working with, the likes of Gary Pratt, uh, Doug Feehan, Doug Louth, um, Steve Cole, you know, there's, there's many, many, many people. Um, and uh, you, you sort of, you get to see uh, through those, this 19 years that, that's, a lot of those mainstays and those guys have uh, are have either 
moved on from the race team or 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 are are still there but they're in a slightly lesser role um and you know it it, it sort of came to the point where you know i'm thinking of, i'm thinking about it i know that the guys on the team are also thinking about it with uh you know the transition period and and you know getting the next guys in who are going to be with the team for five eight ten years you know that, that that's been one of the, the the cornerstones of the corvette racing program has been the fact that they've been so loyal when they find someone that they 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 know they like they can trust they know that it's going to deliver for them then they absolutely fully invest with in, in into them and their you, you know their their racing career and their and 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 you know what they can actually deliver for for the team and for the brand in in, in Corvette so um i think that's been um you know one of the things that's been so amazing about about corvette racing but you know to get back to answer your question i suppose you know it's been it's been a slowly evolving process over you know the last couple of years maybe that there's you know we've been sort of talking about it but you know it's really started to sort of needle down and get focused through through the summer um that we started really talking about it you know with ben johnson and brandon widmer and and, uh, you know, that's, that's really when it's all started to come into focus. You know, Ollie, one of the things that stands out to me here, and I'd love to learn more about this because I'll admit, I don't know all the ways in which the doors were open for you, but as we've spoken in the past, and as your many, many fans know, this American career was not exactly the thing you had up on your, the next 20 years of my life vision board, right? <laughs> Thanks to, uh, inner sport and then a little bit of other stuff too, you get this, what turned out to be massive break with Corvette racing, which has become really the, the heart and foundation of your career. Uh, the most enduring yeah. aspect of your career. Can you share with folks what it was like coming into the program 19 years ago, maybe how you were received in terms of he's a driver to what, I think many of us see now as someone who is not just a driver, who is so influential in so many ways, so respected, who's really helped shape this program uh, and be a, a bigger contributor than just a person turning the steering wheel uh, to lead it towards all the success you've had over this uh, two decades. It's been an amazing journey. Now that started off with, as you alluded to, you know, into sport, you know, driving with John Field. Uh, and and Martin Dixon was the man who was running the team then, and and but but John was really got the guy that gave me the the, the break, and um, it then sort of worked from there into I got a, a shot in the Celine, drove that the the Celine S7 um, uh, with Terry Borcello and Franz Conrad um, at Sebring in 2001, and we were taking the Corvettes on, and 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 we won, we beat them. Um, there at Sebring in a car that had never really done any more than about three hours of running. And realistically, you know, we never, ever dreamt that we could actually win the race, but we pulled it off and that was quite something. And, you know, at that, at the end of that race, I came in for the very last pit stop of that race. And I remember as I pulled up, I saw two faces, not just the faces of my pit crew, but I saw two other faces, Gary Pratt and Doug Feehan were sitting there on the pit wall <laughs> watching that last pit stop. And as I drove away, it was their look on their face. They were like, oh, shit, I think we've lost. 
and and it was that sort of realization that they they had that this is a car that was likely not going to fail and that, that that we held all the cards at that point to, to win that that race in 2001 but then it went on from there to then um it was it was like ron fellows then started speaking to me at, at watkins Glen after i'd done a race with john field and intersport and then he said speak to doug feehan i spoke to doug feehan then at laguna seca towards the end of 2001 and then it it it, it sort of took off from there and and Doug Feehan wanted to give me a contract there and then that weekend, but he, there was one big caveat, and this is a huge caveat, was that Gary Pratt needed to see me driving one of his cars. And unless he saw me driving one of his cars, there's no way that, that, that Doug could give me the contract. And they kind of like had this agreement that no driver was signed without testing the car first. So I go to Sebring, uh, November 2001, and I, uh, I'm there and I'm the three cars got a test program already set out and i'm just due to, to test the four car with andy pilgrim and kelly collins and um andy goes out he sets a time i get in i go out i i, I beat that time either andy then gets back in and he beats my time and then i go back out again and i beat his time <laughs> and it keeps going like this and and and, and I, I can see gary pratt's getting more and more nervous because he's thinking well, where's this going to stop and um you know it was after that test it was at the end of that day that that Doug Feehan and Gary Pratt came to me and said, look, we want you want you on board for next year. And, um, you know, we'll offer you a third driver role against uh, alongside uh, uh, Ron Fellows and Johnny O'Connell. And that was really the start of the journey. And, you know, from there onwards, it's just been this unbelievable journey with some amazing teammates, with some fantastic crew chiefs, engineers, personnel, uh, you know, guys that have been so unbelievably generous with their time guys who you know whether that's guys back at the shop or guys on the team at the time um you, you know guys i can really call friends you know people that i've 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 i've, I've worked with you know, for so many years and you 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 establish a a really good relationship with and and, and you are friends you know you know all about their their families and their lives and and what's happening and you know, you're speaking to them almost, you, you know, you speaking to them weekly, you know, and, and so that's been the really special thing. And, and that, I suppose that comes back, back to, you know, the way that Gary Pratt started running the team all those years ago. And it is that real sort of family atmosphere. And, you know, when, when Gary sort of stepped away somewhat from running the team, I suppose back in 2015, 2016, um, when was when Ben Johnson came along, you know, Ben has still been able to carry on that sort of feel of the team, uh, and 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 that sort of atmosphere, that family atmosphere, that sort of that way that they view drivers and the way that they view um, you know the personnel. So it it, it 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 it's amazing how the team has evolved, but it it's also still feels somewhat the same. You know, it's uh, it's improved in all the areas that it needs to improve. But it's still somewhat managed to retain that that same sort of feel and and sort of that image, I suppose. Curious for you, Ollie. You came in again as a driver. We, as we mentioned and just discussed, your presence within the team certainly evolved beyond just uh, being a driver, also a leader. You share yeah. with us that internal process and not every driver is fortunate to make that elevation in status, uh, how they're viewed, right? Uh, some folks yeah. try to lead 
And whether it's their teammates, the team or the engineer or whomever goes, nah, that's not you, homie. Um, can you tell us about that process? Because there had to be a pivot point at some point in time in your, your tenure, I'm guessing early-ish, where you went from being one of the, the boys to someone that was viewed as, okay, he's one of our anchors. Uh, how, what was that like? And, and how do you hold that role while still being, you know, that humble perfect teammate as well it is something that was a little bit daunting to start with um Feehan was the one uh that sort of said to me uh, about it was 2004 so it was after my first full year um he said look you are you are the team captain here uh of your car uh and then as that sort of you know, through the years when was when Ron was still on the team and he was he was still, you know, the figurehead and 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 fundamentally the leader and our you know that I wouldn't say father figure, but he was when I yeah when I joined the team he really was that 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 man that everybody looked up to. It was very clear that he was the sort of leader of all of us. And if you if you sort of uh, needed a question answered on on on, the, on a driver thing. Um, they, they, Ron was the guy, and I took a lot of, I suppose, guidance from him um, when I was the sort of the the, the team captain on my car. Uh, but then when he he then moved and and then he 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 stopped driving with us. You know, I suppose it was a, it was a natural progression for me to sort of move over and, and and sort of somewhat be the leader. And I was also then at that time one of the older drivers on, on, on the team. Um, Olivier was still on, still driving with me at that point. And I think Olivier is maybe a year, a year older than me. Um, but I suppose because English is my, I'm English and, 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 you know, the language wasn't any problem for me. It was still a little bit of an issue for Olivier that I naturally sort of progressed to being that leader and that, that person that was um, sort of, uh, guiding the drivers along and and then from that point onwards um you know the the guys that have joined you know whether it was an antonio or tommy or even marcel um they would always come to me for the guidance and the advice and how things just function within the team and you know what's expected what's not expected how can we go about you know, a particular concern that they have and where, who do we raise it with and who do we speak to about a certain thing? And, uh, you know, this racing for, for the last 19 years with Corvette racing has, has really been my life. And, and, and uh, when I've been over here in the United States and, you know, my wife would also argue that it's been pretty much ruling our lives for the last 19 years, even when I'm at home mm. and I'm thinking of all the different, the different things that needs to happen and the conversations with engineers or, um, you know, conversations with, uh, <laughs> I remember having a conversation with Bill DeLong when we were working on the C7, the C7R and, and they were talking about steering wheel placement. And I was on, I was on vacation in Spain and I was having these almost daily conversations with Bill DeLong about where we were going to, where the position of the steering wheel was in that car. And, um, my my wife, I think, was going crazy. Yeah, you know, just saying, you know, you need to just switch off, put the phone down, move away, switch it off for a week. You know, just you, you, 
but I, I, I was just so living and breathing it and wanting wanting it to be right. And and I took my responsibility, you know, you know, very seriously. And uh, you know, I I you know that figure of somewhat being the leader as well and wanting to make sure that the drive the drivers and the guys that were coming in were going to be kind of uh, looking at it the same way that we needed to be taking this really seriously and this is our job and you know we would need to, to for it to be successful we all have to give it 100 percent, and we've got to have a, a real focus so you're trying to galvanize all the guys and 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 get everybody sort of thinking in the same way easier with some guys than others um and um but i suppose that's that's just part of working with a group of drivers and people everybody's different everybody's got different motivations everybody's got different um theories and you know ways of doing stuff so you kind of got to have that little bit of flexibility i was getting up at least an hour before my wife each morning while we were in hawaii getting uh, ready to be married uh to <laughs> wow. call and manage a endurance racing project uh, that I was leading and I just remember the looks from her and you mentioning being on vacation with your wife is what brought this to mind. I just yeah. remember her saying, honey, I realize that you need to do this and this is the thing that helps pay our bills, but we're genuinely in Hawaii overlooking <laughs> the beach to get yep. married and bluntly yep. speaking, you're dicking around with race cars. Um, this yeah. isn't what I had in mind. And so I mentioned that and also knowing that, uh, another legend of the sport, Jimmy Johnson retiring after what I think 19 years for himself as well mentioned that yeah. motivation, big motivation is family, wife, children, yeah. time spent focusing on yourself, realizing there's it's for the betterment of your family, but curious uh, where this decision fits in terms of, I don't know if you should, if we should call it paying back or just saying, all right, we've focused a lot of our lives on me. Now it's time for us to flip that around so I can be there for you. Tell me about that side, Ali, because I'm sure this was a huge factor as well. It has been. Um, my, my wife, Helen, and my three children, Lily, Isaac, and Fergus have been, you know, a, a, a massive support and and a, and also a, a big motivation to to stay focused and driven and and provide and you know try and set things up in life for us um, on, on a good solid foundation and um, you know that was always the, the the number one driving factor for me was thinking about those guys and how you know we can have um, you know a stable happy home um but you know as as time goes by you 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 realize that there has been some pretty big sacrifices in terms of missing out on certain things uh that they've that the children have been doing or or just the amount that my wife was doing herself managing three children um you know i think we had three under under five at one point and and you know just trying to juggle all of that make it all work um you know be in all the different places that she needed to and and i i, I do I, I, one thing that is actually amazing is that 
the both of my boys came to every single Le Mans that, that I ever did. Wow. And my daughter came to every one except for sadly the last one because uh, she had an exam that day and she couldn't miss. And um, and, and you know, uh, the, but my children have managed to experience me racing uh, with the team they're the biggest race of the year for every single one and my wife somehow has managed to get them there we've got motorhome her mother's come for numerous years <laughs> and we've had you know groups of 20 or 25 people friends and family coming along and having this wonderful experience of of seeing Le Mans the race itself unfold you know good or bad you know we've had some great years but we've also had some very, very bad years where things really haven't gone so good. But my children have been there throughout all of that. And that's been a really big part of their their childhood and, and them growing up and understanding the sport and understanding what their dad does. Um, but then also what their mum does in, in, in sort of preparation and, and planning and trying to get that... Uh, things done and organized so that that um you can actually somewhat function when you're at the racetrack and and also you, you can actually you know i can i can work but then she can also there my wife can actually be there for me and 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 also taking some of the race and and uh you know that that's been an amazing journey for for all of us as a family to to sort of see that sort of 19 years of 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 Le Mans and uh, sort of seeing how you know that's all uh, you know the ups and downs the, the the real highlights the the amazing victories we've had um, but then also you know sadly the races that have ended very very early you know like unfortunately the, the last one I had with the team which was you know with with uh, with Marcel's accident when he was taken out and um, you know that's but you have to accept it. That's the race. Um, Le Mans is is it, 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 it is an amazing event and one that you can't ever take for granted. Um, that you you know it, you fully understand it. It's always just waiting in the wings, just to smack you in the side of the head and say, "Ha, ha just here's another surprise, or here's another thing that that we're going to do just to, to make you realise that you don't un fully understand me." And um, keeps you on your toes and. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the things about it, but I've, I, I have been amazingly lucky, um, to have had such a, a, a great career with, with the team. Um, but, but I've been also been amazingly lucky that my wife has supported me so strongly. Uh, and I've got three wonderful children that, that come along and, and, and support me as well. Um, but it's, you're right. It's, it's time to, to give some of that back to them and, and you know be there for you know whether it's my son acting and singing or whether it's my my boy playing soccer or football or, or my daughter rowing for the university that she goes to now um you know i want to want to experience more of that i want to see more of that i want to go and give something back to them so because they've they've spent an awful lot of time away from me or standing on the side of a racetrack watching me go around Who's that old pensioner cheering for the kids? Uh, he used to make a loud <laughs> rumbling noise in America for some people from Michigan. Um, That's it. Let's, uh, let's close with a uh, quick question or two, Ollie. So tell me about the reaction you've received since this news uh, became public. 
And uh, I'd add a, a shade to that, a very specific yellow shade to that. There is nothing like being a member of the Corvette racing family, but the greater Corvette owner community, I can think of no other team in North America, really, where there is such a mobilized, passionate, uh, defiantly American group that roots for anybody who straps in to a Corvette C name, whatever chassis designation Tell me about being a part of a family you didn't know you were going to be adopted into and what it's in. It's you're not going away, of course, but tell me what that has been like in your career and also just the reaction within the paddock since this news of your uh, uh, stepping back a bit has become known. It has been amazing just to sort of see, uh, you know, social media. That's what was so wonderful about it um, is that you get to, you can interact with so many people. You can interact with so many fans, so many owners uh, and, and, and so many people who are genuine fans of the car. Again, whether it's for the, all the different generations of car I've, I've driven the C5, C6, C7, C8 now, um, you know, and everybody seems to have their favorite Um and you know that that passion that that the fans have or the owners have for for that particular model is it is really quite exceptional and 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 almost like you don't you're almost rocked back on your heels by it by how passionate they are about the vehicle and about their car and i suppose that's one of the things that you know we're regularly surprised about when we're going to Corvette corrals and and um, and we're meeting the owners or or even now just online and and some of the interactions that you have um is that how passionate people are particularly about that you know that model and that and that no that that version of the corvettes you know it's it's quite um quite amazing that we shouldn't get so surprised but we, we 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 often do and um but you know, I've I've been really touched and and really very thankful for for all the kind words that people have come come to me with. You know, whether again it's through social media or or other messages or conversations that I've had, or people who who have stopped me in the paddock and and um, you know, obviously with COVID times and social distancing and and all that sort of stuff, the paddock is pretty empty. Um, but um, at, at Laguna, it, it was. It was really, it make, it gives you that lovely, warm sort of fuzzy feeling, I suppose. That, you know, when you're stopped and, and many uh, mechanics that you've just passed walking down pit lane numerous times, they stop you and they go, look, Ollie, really, really enjoyed watching you for the last 18 years driving for this team. And, and it's been really a, a remarkable sort of journey. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, thank you and 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 good luck and and you've seen that face so many times before but you've never really stopped and had a chat and then for them to stop you and and and, and just say those words it's really it's it, it, it is you know a great moment you know and you sort of feel uh, like i say all <laughs> a bit warm and, and fuzzy about it but um the drivers in the paddock that, that i've been battling against you know wheel to wheel for years and you sort of you have this sort of uh, a little bit of a a feisty relationship with you know and they seek you out 
and then they, they go, look, I've, it's been brilliant to race against you and, and really enjoyed those battles that we've had on track. And, you know, just sort of wanted to remember those, those moments where it's, it's intense. It's, you know, wheel to wheel stuff. You're not wanting to give a millimeter on the track and you're, you know, driving around side by side for like three or four corners. And one of you ends up coming out the better, you know, and one of you's happy and one of you's really pissed off. And you can sometimes, some guys carry that for a while. Uh, and it might be that with particular drivers that, you, you know, that's happened a number of times. And so you carry that baggage for a bit. But quite a few drivers who I've had those sort of moments with have come and messaged me, sought me out and, and you know, thank me for for racing hard and, and, and pretty fair the whole time, um, you know, and, you know, the fact that it's been great fun competing and racing and 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 being out there on track together and that's kind of the the stuff that you want to remember and take away and and um it, it's been it's been special very very special the last the last couple of weeks so i can i, I can i can walk a walk away and, and and be proud of what i've what i've achieved uh, with the team and and as a team um i think that's that's a that's a key really key thing is that that we've done all of this as a team together and all the success that we've had and all the generations of car, um, you know, it, it's, it's been just so special just to be part of that team and to be a, a cog in that, in that mechanism to make it all work and to have that success is, you know, it's been great, really fantastic. You're still too young and you haven't gone bald or gray, but so I hope you're ready for the <laughs> odd thing of starting the induction process to every dang hall of fame I can think of on, on the crew you've had, Ollie. And we'll save that for another time, maybe later in the off season here. Love to do look back at yeah. some of your favorite career highlights. I've had a pension, as I've told Ryan now for a couple of years to find time to just sit down and talk specifically uh, about your season in the DTM, right? Or the I oh. ITC, I should say, one of the craziest yeah. eras of racing. So we'll yeah. save that, yeah. uh, dear listeners, for, uh, I don't even know if we're going to get that in one episode, but we'll do that in the future. Why don't we uh, close on this, Ollie? And it had just occurred to me during this call. So a couple years ago, uh, our pal here, Ryan Smith, organ helped me organize uh, a gathering between you and Elio Castro Neves, your old yeah. British Formula 3 uh, title protagonist. Uh, we had a great sit down at Long Beach. Two of you got a chance to catch up. It occurred to me during the call here that you, with this amazing 19-year career at Corvette Racing full-time, coming to an end Saturday night in Sebring. Well, same for Elio. 20 years with Team Penske, his final drive as well uh, wow. in that role, too. I don't know if I have so much of a hard question, but how amazing is that to think the two of you, you guys have been scrapping for a long time, different classes this weekend, of course, but I'd say yeah. that's also a pretty cool achievement. The two of you have gone on to have such amazing stability and tenure and become uh, the most tenured drivers at your respective organizations. Heck, starting back as young kids trying to, kick the crap out of each other in a British Formula 3. <laughs> that is a crazy stat. And I, I, I didn't know that this was going to be, this weekend was going to be Helio's last race for Penske. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, 
I don't know. Maybe it was that that particular year in the British Formula Three Championship that there was something in the water or something <laughs> where we, we ate at one of the particular dinners that we went to that, that enabled us to to, to 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 channel the forces and make sure that we both aligned so that we ended up staying with this, these same great teams for so long. But I mean, hats off to Helio. I mean, he's he's had just such an amazing career with those guys at Penske and in all the different sorts of racing that he's done. You know, the IndyCar stuff and and now now in IMSA. Um, you know, he's he he has and he's got a chance of of going out really right at the very top and and winning the championship, which would be really quite something. Um, and you know, it, it, he's he's. Helio's one thing is is for sure is that he has got so much energy. He's got so much drive and desire. I can't see him hanging his helmet up. I'm sure he's going to go off and, and do something else with someone else. Um, so I, I'm sure that we're going to be seeing him again on a racetrack very soon. Well, hopefully the two of you can give each other a uh, good socially distanced <laughs> hug uh, this weekend at Sebring. Cool. Ollie, thank you for taking time, not only now, but... Uh, you are one of the gold standards we have been so fortunate to have here in North American motor racing and can't wait to uh, get back on the phone sometime here in the future and tell some more tales from just a peerless, peerless career. Thank you, Ollie. Thanks, Marshall.